Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. We've covered on past episodes a lot of the Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments to the Constitution that were ratified soon after the Constitution was. Today, I want to talk at least for a little bit, about one of the other amendments, uh, the 14th Amendment. And uh, I, I think it makes uh, for good timing just because we uh, previously talked about the Fifth Amendment, and that has a portion that talks about due process. And we talked about how uh, we need protections and our rights. The government, if it wants to restrict us, it has to uh, kind of have these hurdles to overcome, whether for the substantive uh, rights or just the procedural fairness and how the government does does that. And so the Fifth Amendment has some of that in there. But the 14th Amendment is a little bit related um, and and is also important for due process, right? Making sure that uh, the government has to kind of follow uh, a process before it can you know punish you or try to punish you. And so uh, the Fifth Amendment, interestingly, one of the caveats there is initially, at least before something called incorporation, which we can talk about later, uh, really only applied to the federal level. And so then along comes the, the 14th uh, Amendment later on. And, uh, and, and so I want to, there, there's different parts, but I want to focus uh, just about the first section. And then Brittany, I'll ask you to, to help unpack it a little bit. And so again, bear with us. This is kind of constitution language, <laughs> kind of uh, daunting, but we're going to unpack it for you and talk about it a little bit. So here's, here's what section one of the 14th Amendment says. It says this, all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. So Brittany, help, help unpack this a bit. Yeah, first word I want to talk about is jurisdiction because that's kind of a hard word. Jurisdiction is the area where where a law enforcement or the government has power, right? There's different jurisdictions. And I think on another episode, we'll need to talk about different courts because that that's a whole other story, but yeah. not everyone. So let's say you live in town A. A police officer who lives in town B can't pull you over in town A. He doesn't have jurisdiction to do that. So that's kind of what that means. It's where the government's authority is. So, so now I'm packing a little bit further. What the 14th Amendment really did that was so important is it applied the constitutional rights to life, liberty, and property, but it applied it to the states. And in another episode, we talked about the 10th Amendment, which gave the states a lot of freedom to pass their own laws and make their own policies. But the 14th ensures that all people in this country, no matter what state they're in or no matter what, you know, where they live, as long as it's in the United States, they're still protected by these constitutional powers. There's uh, an interesting, you know, bit of history here, of course, because the 14th Amendment is coming, you know, the, the civil, basically not not during the, the Bill of Rights when the Constitution was ratified. This is later. This is, you know, mm -hmm. civil war has happened. Uh, there's this big fight over slavery about the rights of black people, the rights even of freed black people. 
and uh, whether they, you know, would have the same uh, rights of citizenship, uh, and, and that uh, is also one of the terms used in in the in the amendment, right? It says all persons born or naturalized in the United States, and naturalized basically just means you become a citizen, um, you know, because someone who grew up in a different country they can still come to America, be, become a citizen, and so that's what what that. Uh, means and so this this language here is saying they too every, you know all these people you're citizens of the United States and of the state where they reside so you couldn't have this southern state you know after the Civil War say oh well you know sure we can't have slavery anymore but all these uh, all, all these black people they're not citizens they don't have the same rights they can't vote for example right and so you know that was uh, an effort that that many were trying to do and in, in, in order to prevent black people from having a say in the government to make sure that they didn't have power to change things um, so that, you know, white people could continue to wield uh, political power over them and keep them separate and subdued. And, and so it shows you the, the problems, of course, with political power, right? Yeah. Like the, the quote from, uh, who is it, Lord Acton, uh, power corrupts. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, yeah, um, I love that one. When when people have power, it often goes to their heads, uh, like our hero and villain uh, episode previously, right? There's there's uh, fewer ways, uh, more common ways that people become villains than those who obtain power. It's really hard to be a villain when you when you don't have any power, but when you do have power, uh, you tend to become a villain. And so, you, you you saw after the Civil War, all this political power was still being exercised uh, against black people. And, uh, and so there was this whole commission to try and assess like, you know, how can we have more equality and, and how can we fix these problems? And it was, it was kind of decided that a constitutional amendment was what's, uh, was what was needed. Um, and, and so that led here to the 14th amendment where, you know, this language is saying they are citizens of both the United States, uh, and of the state, uh, in which, you reside and, and that you can't deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. You can't uh, deny to anyone the equal protection of laws, right? This is language that has since been used in other ways outside of a, a black, white, racial way. Uh, for example, uh, supporters of uh, gay marriage in years past relied upon this language to say, well, we should have equality. Uh, and of course, there were strong uh, debates on both sides of that issue. So, but it, my point in bringing it up is that this language had a specific historical context, right? It, it was born out of this slavery issue. But the wording was created in such a way that it did not only relate to that issue, right? It's talking broadly about due process, about citizenship, about equal protection. And, and these are issues that are debated heavily in the courts, as you know, Brittany, and, uh, and, and that sp th those debates, those legal debates span many different issues where people are alleging, you know, that, hey, there's, uh, we need equal protection. I mean, it could be a religious liberty issue where, you know, a, a certain church or religion feels that it's being legally persecuted and they could then use you know, this same language and say, well, equal protection, you need to treat us the same. And so it, it's written broadly as, as constitutional language typically is, right? It's mm -hmm. uh, usually uh, constitutional amendments are written with kind of generic broad language, which can then later be debated in court. And so we've seen that the 14th Amendment has had relevance 
beyond just that kind of racial issue uh, out of which it was born. Yeah, but there's so I want to bring up say one thing and then bring up a new case that is actually kind of about race. Um, so 1868 is when it was ratified just for for a context. There's a case in Colorado going on right now with COVID relief that I find fascinating. It's almost like we we did a 180. So a lot of small businesses are struggling because of the COVID shutdowns, which by the time this airs will be over a year. And I mean, that's crazy to me. I remember thinking a year ago, like, oh, there's no way this is going to last a year. But to flatten the curve, right? Yeah, yeah it's going to be like 20 years to flatten the curve eventually. And we'll all still be wearing masks. I'm a little bitter. But anyway, so there's this case going on in Colorado where these small business owners were desperately trying to stay afloat. I'm also not advocating that the government needs to bail out small businesses. I want to make that clear. But if they're going to, they still have to abide by the 14th Amendment. So this bill comes out and originally it's like, all right, we're going to give $4 million to, to small businesses, but wait, you don't get it unless you're a minority. You only get it if you're a minority. Um, now they've since tweaked the language to say you will get first preference, like you're going to give get preferential treatment if you're a minority, but that is still a major violation of the 14th Amendment. And so that's being taken to court. But I mean, can you imagine trying to keep your business afloat? The only reason you can't keep it afloat is because the government is telling you you're not allowed to. Hmm. Then, then they introduce this bill. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're not a minority, so you can't get it. And, you know, we don't choose the race we're born, right? If this was flipped, if this was a bill that was saying you only get it if you're white, it would be equally egregious. And egregious means just terrible, right? So it, it's funny to me how now we're kind of justifying that it's okay if we if we switch sides, but it's not. The 14th Amendment applies to the states and they have to, it's called equality before the law is, is what that, that statute means. And that means that it doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter what gender we are. It doesn't matter what race we are. It doesn't matter how old we are. Everybody needs to be treated fairly under the law. Well, and, you know, you say that, and of course, I think that's a, a something everyone can agree with, right, for the most part. Yep. And yet we still have issues. And historically, there have been a lot of issues. And, and, and you know, it's tough. I mean, people, uh, we have, we all have um, biases, we have, which means like uh, pressures that lead us to think a certain way, uh, just because of how we were raised, for example. Uh, the, the environment we were in, the culture we were in, what other people believed, like we all have this in life. And so it's really interesting that these debates continue to happen in terms of what is uh, equality and, and what is the proper role of government to enforce, you know, that equality. And the challenge, Brittany, as you know, is that the more and more government gets involved in our lives, it, it has a lot of like, you know, think of like, you know, um, what were they called? The Harlem Globetrotters. Or, I don't know. Are they, they awesome. Still, are they still around? I, don't, I haven't heard of them in a while, but I remember the 90s. They were huge. Yeah. These guys are or were maybe past tense. You can go find videos on YouTube. They're, they're really fun. The Harlem Globetrotters. And they're basketball players who can do these stunts, right? And they can like spin these balls on their fingers and then they'll move it from their finger to they their... They had that song too with the whistling. Do you remember the song? Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, and so they'll, they'll put one of the spinning balls on their knee and then a their toe and then their shoulder and they have like six going at once and that's what i feel like uh, that's what i visualize when i think of how involved the government is in so many things and then because of the fourth amendment 14th amendment 
it has to maintain equality all over the place for everything, right? It's like, okay, the government is spinning all these balls and, oh, the left shoulder isn't spinning quite the way that the right shoulder's ball is. And <laughs> I need to spin all these balls and make sure, like, no, no, no. Hey, government, just butt out, right? Like, like going back to the example of, of gay marriage, that was such a big debate, obviously. And, and people who are listening right now, very strong feelings on, on that issue to this day, as do I. But to me, it was like, guys, the government shouldn't be involved in marriage. This was always a church thing and a personal thing, right? In fact, going back to this, this, this uh, origin story of the 14th Amendment, I'll, I'll have to just pause briefly to, to share this. And Brittany, maybe, maybe you know this already. The whole reason we have marriage licensure today is because centuries ago, people wanted to prohibit interracial marriages. Yep. They wanted to prohibit people from marrying people of another race and, and not just blacks. I mean, there, there were other ones as well. And so, but, but, you know, especially blacks later on. And so the government started to license marriage because the power to license is the power to deny. In other words, if you can require Brittany to get a permission slip before she, you know, writes anything, you then have the power to deny Brittany from writing things that you don't like because she's only legally allowed to do the things for which you give her a license. And so the power to license marriage is the power then to deny certain marriages. In fact, just a few years ago, there was a judge who denied a marriage license for an interracial That's couple. Right. And, and he made national, I think international news and, and quickly was overturned and, and dropped it. But, but to this day, there was this person who was trying to use the government's power to say, I don't think a black and a white uh, couple should be married. And, and that's the whole reason we have marriage licensure today. So then that, of course, leads to this whole kerfuffle about gay <laughs> marriage and let's fight and let's go to the Supreme Court and let's duke it out. But the whole problem is that the government's involved in the first place. Harlem Globetrotters, these politicians are spinning <laughs> all these balls trying to keep everything equal under the 14th Amendment. Oh, that one got wobbly. We have a lawsuit. We got to make that one equal too. When in reality, I think so many of the solutions are just to say, can we get the government out of this? Let, <laughs> let, let the market handle equality. Let people go, if they want to go do their own civil commitment ceremony or their own whatever, their church wants to give them a you know, marriage certificate. Awesome. Fine. Let people make those private decisions. But I just continue to be amazed at the degree to which the government gets involved in so many things in our life. And then we have to talk about equality when I think the better conversation in many respects is, can we just get the government out of this? Yep. I think you're right. And I'm actually going to, I'll link in the show notes to um, the Loving case, which is, I think, one of the most, ugh, it's just heartbreaking, but also is a happy ending. And that's like you said, it's one of those interracial couple, I think one of the most famous uh, cases. So I'll link to that. I think that's an interesting read for for parents and kids. All right. We'll wrap it up, guys, there. So head to TuttleTwins.com slash podcast. Thanks, as always, for listening. We enjoy uh, sharing this stuff with you guys. Make sure you share it with a friend. Let others know about the podcast. TuttleTwins.com slash podcast. Until next time, Brittany, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.